From the Mount Smart faithful to the bandwagon supporters and everyone in between, we share a special bond. The Warriors. And who better to talk about the team we love than a bunch of nobodies? Let's go, because this is Warriors Anonymous. Quick play the ball. Egan finds Johnson. He steps. He has a good look. He's won the match for the Warriors. Sean Johnson has sealed the deal. And the Warriors have come from nowhere early on in this game to beat the Raiders 21 points to 20. Oh, yeah. The sweet sounds of victory. Who would have thought that we'd have any scenes like that happening but a week ago when we had our little... Melbourne massacre. It was uh, it was really cool to get back into the winners' circle, even if it was maybe a little bit dusty. My name is Jared Cronin. Welcome to Warriors Anonymous. We have got a uh, an exciting lineup for you this evening. Let's bring in the boys because I know everyone's excited to uh, to get amongst it tonight. First of all, we've got Monetasas. Hey, my man. Hey, I'm back, and uh, a win's a win. A win is a win. Two points in the bank. Happy days. Uh, yeah. Um, we've also got Isaac Soss, who, well, this this may be the last time we talk to you, perhaps, for a little while, bro. How are you going? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Uh, could probably forget about that first half yesterday, but second half will take it. Yeah, fair. And uh, we've also got Daniel Farakura. Bro, what's, uh, it's been a bit of a, a wild weekend around the NRL traps, man. Uh, um, what have you seen? Sure, as Kiarofano, it's been a uh, yeah a really interesting week um, of, of games of footy. Um, first of all, you know, obviously we get the dub, so uh, two games combined uh, for a tally of minus fifty nine points. <laughs> um, hey, but you know, two points is two points, as Moneta said, um, and I think this is the round where uh, it just shows that the. Uh, the league is tightening up a bit. It's not just a, a top eight, bottom eight, and that's it. So, um, yeah, nice to our, our boys to be in the mix. So, um, yeah, love the dub. We've uh, we've what now joined a, a a six way sort of tie on the ladder at the moment. We're sitting at eleventh, probably because of our less than ideal uh, points differential. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's the log jam is is starting to look around that kind of you know six, seven, eight spot on the table. So we're we're right in the Back in the peloton, I guess where we uh, where we should be um, now, fellas. I guess uh, it was a funny game yesterday. Um, we got got the win, obviously, uh, in exciting fashion. Um, the the Morton Stadium Messiah, Sean Johnson, got us through with another beautiful field goal. Um, Moneta, what were your initial reactions to to that moment? I guess. Fantastic! It's great to see um, him slotting those like crucial moments. So, like I said uh, last year, I think uh, Brownie mentioned we had five opportunities last year. And we missed them all. Two out of two this year. So um, he's proven his worth at those golden moments. But um, yeah, apart from that, the rest it seems a, it did seem a bit lee. <laughs> That's right. If, if we were looking at uh, process. Wasn't quite what we were after, but yeah. Um, but I actually like the just the way that he did the kick, and then he looked at it, and he just knew it was going through, and he just stuck his finger. He brought his sidestep back. Yeah, like, it was good to see oh, him run breaker. with the ball in the last twenty minutes. That's right. Like when he was running with, with the ball in the last twenty minutes, that try that RC passed on. He drew in two defenders when he was running the ball and left a gap on the left hand side. So, yeah, he, I mean, he's got it still, but um, yeah, yeah. Like to see more of that. Yeah. yeah, he looked like he had a little bit more pep in his step. I'm not sure if mm. he was a bit more recovered or something from the the previous weeks. Um, maybe a couple of niggles here and there. But um, Isaac, we had a bit of unfortunate news uh, in the lead up to the game where one of our uh, halves, um, Ash Taylor, was forced to retire um, from all footy. Um, that was obviously a, uh, I guess, a bit of a spanner in the works in terms of morale. He wasn't named in the squad for this particular game, but um, yeah, what are your thoughts on how something like that affects the team? Well, I guess um, one door closes and another one opens because if he doesn't retire, um, does he play? And do we get to see t- do we get to see Dejan Asi play, who I thought was um, you know one of the better 
debuts in the Warriors jersey, to be honest. That was just a great game. And, you know, on, on the old group chat on the Warriors Anonymous Facebook page, we couldn't speak highly enough of him. But um, it is sad for Ash Taylor. I mean, you know, he had some ups and downs in his career, and I always thought he was a, um untapped potential type player. He had, you know, all the talent in the world. Um, he just never really, really, I don't know, just uh, got to showcase it. So it's a shame that he has to retire the uh, tender age of 27. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, you have mentioned that um, Dejan Asi had come into the squad. We'd spoken about it a little bit on the previous podcast, not expecting him uh, to actually take part in the game. But uh, he was, you know, bumped up into the lineup because from the previous week where Chanel Harris-Tavita, our boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, yeah, ruptured testicle in the Melbourne game and played on. <laughs> Uh, Daniel, like, how oh. how tough is this guy, man? Oh, I mean, <laughs> he's known for, for being a you know a tough operator, you know, and really reliable and steady. But he's gone to cult hero status, I think, across not only for Warriors fans but even across the league. You know, to to play effectively what was the rest of the game, so forty five fifty minutes with a ruptured testicle. Oh. Is, CHT, cult hero Tavita. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cult hero Tavita. You could say he's got balls, eh? But um, at the moment, he's got one ball. <laughs> he's the say. toughest man in the world. I've been calling him Chuck Norris Tavita. Like, bro, <laughs> yeah. mantis, but so, yeah. Amazing. And like it just, you know, there's obviously the historical um, Buck Shelford incident, right? So it's slight, slightly different, but in the same area where uh, for people that don't know, Buck Shelford played, uh, well, had his testicle his uh, scrotum ripped whilst playing the French. So, um, yeah, just hats off to CHT. And, and unfortunately, he's yeah, had to have a, a minor or minor, an operation. So he's on the uh, the DL at the moment. So we wish him all the best for coming back. And, I mean, we never really quite figured out who the players were that Nathan Brown was talking about, you know, having given up during that Melbourne game. I guess we can strike Chanel off the list as, as being one of those suspects because <laughs> he was oh, he tried. <laughs> oh, man. Just he hearing that injury, man, yeah, oh, just, man. I just feel that my balls come up into my mouth and it just like makes me want to, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, but you know, as, um, as we mentioned, that did bring in uh, Dejan Asi into the, uh, into the starting lineup wearing number 21. Uh, before his numbers started peeling off for a little while there. Um, that's how well he was playing. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, as you, you said before, Moneta, he, he did a nice little draw on that, that try assist to uh, Ewan Aitken. Uh, also showed a really good kicking game. Like he's got a thunder boot on him. Uh, he, can, he can boot that thing a mile and, and his placement looks pretty good as well for a guy who hasn't really played much. Um, yeah, how do you think he slots in for us for the next, at least the next few weeks? Oh, I think he'll do just fine. He'll do great. I mean, it was great to see that photo of him like 10, 11 years ago in, in the stands supporting the Warriors. And it just shows how much this jersey means to him. So, um, and the emotion that he showed after the game too. You know, it meant a lot to him and his family doing the uh, haka for him and so forth. So it means a lot to him. But um, he'll slot right in. I mean, great debut. And uh, looking forward to seeing how he plays along with uh, Sean Johnson. Yeah, but uh, really. it'll be interesting to see how it works out when CHT comes back. Isaac made a good point. Where does he fit in after that? Because after that performance, he deserves to be in the team. Oh, so. That's right. Santa. I, I love the mate. I, I was like, this guy like just won me over. And um, you mentioned like obviously the the emotion of everything that um, him being a Warriors fan growing up and um, saw a bit of the jersey presentation um, by his family, um, you know, his Warriors first Warriors jersey. Uh, and um, I actually laughed at the part where um, his little sister had mentioned <laughs> to his mum that she she actually just wanted to get a photo with Reese Walsh. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, that's fair, don't we all? Um, anyways, uh, Isaac, what did you think about? Uh, you know, I guess how our, our I guess the Ford packs uh, the Ford pack acquitted themselves against the Raiders. <laughs> just uh, I'm a bit indifferent about the Ford pack at the moment. I mean, you've got Lodge and Fanua Blake, and on paper, that's a pretty stand-up like um, front-row partnership. But um, we'll get into this a little bit more actually later on in expense account or the expense report. But I just don't feel like we're just um, winning that battle in, in the Fords. We're not as dominant as I feel that we should be. Um, 
yeah, on, on paper, it looks like a pretty robust Ford pack, but it doesn't feel like, I, I don't know, it just seems really low in energy, especially that first half, super low on energy, um, that whole Ford pack. And we just don't seem to be running with any gusto. And it's just, I don't, I don't understand why. I can't put my put my finger on it the only one uh the ford pack that's really running with any energy is uh chef wade egan he looks threatening every time he decides to take a dart yeah he put in a uh a big innings there you know played the whole game which was um i i don't know if that was a planned thing or not but obviously when we we lost jesse arthur's and so that kind of meant that we had to adjust by um you know making um substitutions out into the centers there with like Murchie and those guys. Um, Buddha, you've, you've spoken highly uh, of the bench and how we've, you know, gone this week. Uh, run us through your take on that, bro. Yeah, I, I thought that this, um, well, the key thing for me with the bench is, and I th- we spoke about it a wee while ago, is the the effect of when AFB and Lodge, uh, one of them aren't, uh, well, both of them aren't on the field at the same time. So, you know, obviously they would start together, they'd probably come off together and then go back on together. And there was probably, a, we'd, we'd had a little gap where, especially in the Storm game, but I think it's, you know, a complete random situation where, you know, they didn't come back to like, what was that, 20 minutes to go. The game was effectively gone. Um, and, then you know, we got run rough shot. So I kind of like how they did it this week where they had, um, pretty much either one or AFB and one or Lodge across the whole 83 minutes on the field. So you've got that consistency. Um, and then you fitted a few guys around. And this week, forced by, I guess, a couple of things, right? Uh, unfortunately, Atukolo, um, he's had to play in the middle, uh, not in the hooker role, really. Um, and he's been a defensive liability. Uh, he's been getting run over. So they beefed up. Big time, and it's good to see Murchie back, holding his holding his merch too. I didn't <laughs> spill anything. Um, <laughs> otherwise, uh, BMM was fired up, but he got himself in a bit of a tiz a few times. But um, and Alicator, obviously poor handling, and he's known for just the what we would call poo hands at the start, and then made it a bad offload really. Um, but aside from that. Coach Brown said he had a really good game playing in the middle and I quite liked and I know it's hard to say given those errors, but you see him, he runs hard, he gets gets through blokes, gets on his front. So they might have unearthed him playing in the middle more. So, yeah, I, I think we're just bigger. To, and to, Ella, to Isaac's point, you know, we'd been losing the middle. I think in the second half we were a bit stronger with that extra reinforcement. I was actually thinking about Ali a bit today. Um and I'm just actually starting to wonder if he is our new version of Logan Swan uh, and that we we can rely on him to make at least one clangor of an error per game. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I think he's got plenty of upside. But, um, but yeah, we, I, I think if, I, if we kind of categorize him like that, that might just, I don't know, help out expectation levels a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, Moneta, you mentioned, um, actually you mentioned a few times during the chat and in the lead up to the game that you wanted to see Sean run the ball a bit more. Uh, now, I don't know if anyone out of the Warriors garners more um, chat online than Sean Johnson, um, you know, particularly by Warriors fans, some of it good, some of it bad. Um, but yeah, what were your um, what was your take on our guy? Obviously, the ultimate match winner at the end. Um, but I guess what about the parts in between? <laughs> um, I think he would know for himself too. You know, like the first forty minutes. I guess in general, wasn't that great? I didn't think so. I think um, he did, he did enough again, enough. But um, really, I mean, yeah. But like across the board, we made heaps of errors. I mean, Reese Walsh made a few errors in the back. Um, even AFB, you know, those little juggles and so forth. But um, in particular, Sean Johnson, I just I thought we were just, just too predictable. But then he stepped it up in the uh, last 20 minutes, and that's when the, you know he got the line guessing. And I guess we all know that he's not going to be the razzle dazzle from 2011 hot stepper and all that stuff. But um, I think it's just getting the line guessing a bit, you know. So um, yeah, it was good to see, you know. We don't expect them to be lightning quick like he used to be, but, you know, this is a couple of side steps and there you go. And 
to get the line guessing, but yeah, I, I, I think he would know for himself too that he, he would, you know, give him five out of 10 or six out of 10 or something like that. You know, he's not the winner, but like, but that's a good thing, right? So, yeah. you know, there's heaps to improve on. And um, if he can focus on the 20 minutes and just see how he can do that across, you know, the entire span of the game, that, that could be good. But yeah, it was good to see him run with the ball. Kind of sums up the whole team in a, in a sense mm. that we were able to play fairly subpar, mm. uh, albeit that also um, the Raiders um, probably played even more subpar. Um, shout out to our uh, Warriors uh, Raiders fans out there, um, Dolly Fanor and Chris Givens. Um, <laughs> Unlucky you <know>. boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ellen Lansdowne, who actually lives in Canberra. Um, hard luck. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, good, good on you fellas for um, for obviously being friends of us, but uh, also uh, for for watching your team yesterday because it was um, yeah, it was it was pretty hard viewing there for for quite a bit. But um, Isaac, the fact that we were able to push on and hang in there and just sort of stay within striking distance to ultimately you know get the win in the end and a really ugly arm wrestle, uh, at least that kind of bodes well for what the potential is in this team. Yeah, I'd say yes. <laughs> it bodes well for the potential of the team, but they sh- just shouldn't get themselves in that position. Like, how much ball did they drop? And uh, again, that first half, they just look really lackluster. You just, you've got to play the full 80 minutes, and it's been a problem for the Warriors for a really long time, whether it's the, f- the first um, first 40 or the second 40, you know, you need a full 80-minute performance. And I don't think we've seen anything like that in a long, long time. And I'm waiting for it to happen, but um, you're going to be waiting yeah. forever, bro. Like I don't think <laughs> I don't think we have that. Yeah, you know, no, not to be poo poo at all, but um, I think the last yeah. time we might have had an 80 minute performance is when there was a game. It was against St George when we had a like 97 yeah. percent completion rate. Mm. That was yeah. a few years ago. Was that last year? Was it a couple, couple of years, years back? Ago? Yeah, that was the first yeah. game after the massive break from COVID. Yeah. yeah, back in. So yeah, yeah, you're and right. And then it was just like there was like a false storm because I thought this is the Warriors team I can really get behind because that whole game they were not just dominant but um, you know just they looked polished. I mean, it's a long time ago to look back, but is it? Can we expect to see a performance like that? I mean, I don't know yet. I'd love to see it. But at the end of the day, you want a team if you're gonna if you, you're gonna have a performance. Are you thinking about the Raiders? Look, they didn't. They could have played. Well, they played pretty well in the first half. Capitalized on our errors. They should have scored more tries. Apart yeah. from they gave us a couple of a couple of scores as well. Mm. Yeah, um, they were pretty tidy, and they just faded. And like, I think if you're going to look at how you're how you're playing and, and, and the issues you've got, you want to know you can come home with a wet sail, regardless of how far behind you are. So long as you're within a couple of scores. Yeah. There's something about that part. Like how many times have we been sitting here when we were, there was a season maybe maybe 214, 215 where we would just get chased down. We'd have 24-point leads yeah. <laughs> and lose the game. Yeah. So there's something I think I appreciate more in that mindset of we're never out mm, unless yeah. we're playing the Storm and they put 70 on us. But, you know, like we're never <laughs> out of it. And I think the defense of the Warriors, that's like the, if there's anything good to – if there's positives to take out of – most of the games we played, apart from the Melbourne game, is that um, our defense, of all things, keeps us in these games. It keeps it tight and gets us within um, within cooey of striking distance. You know, um, yeah, the, the the defense is something that um, the Warriors have really improved, despite um, you know leaking points here from time to time. But I feel like the the defense is um, something we can be proud of as well. It keeps us close in those sorts of games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we've also got uh, the expense account. Ching 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 ching. ching. Is, uh, is also back this week. Uh, <laughs> had to laugh at what Greg Spence said. He said that last week he just had absolutely nothing positive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to offer, so he didn't give us anything. We it was like, know. well, that's fair, bro. So, um, Isaac, what is uh, what has Spence got in this week's report? Ah, uh, so um, after um, our little point about the you know the Fords and whatnot, um, despite winning four. Games so far in 2022, the Warriors have only managed to gain more running meters uh, than their opposition once this season. Um, mm. So that goes back to that point about the forwards not being as dominant as as I would like. Um, you know, proofs in the pudding right there. Um, but 
On in better news, the Warriors have considered just six points in 160 minutes of second half football at Morton Daly Stadium, and are now unbeaten all four of their games at the venue. So, wow. uh, a new fortress for us. Damn. Maybe. Okay. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, that's interesting. So that's Very interesting. Pretty good. And uh, one more, um, one more point from the expense account. The team winning at halftime has gone on to lose all for, all of the last three times the Warriors have played. The Raiders. Um, so not I'm having sure. a lead at halftime, it's a good thing. So we were against, better off. Against the okay. Faders. Yeah, yeah. We'll like spot them a lead and then uh, and then we'll, yeah, kick in after that. But. Can we just say with the Raiders, I don't know if you saw the press conference, but oh my <laughs> gosh. Didn't see it. Give me the give me the uh, play-by-play. Like Ricky said five words, just clearly didn't want to be there. <laughs> Like and he's about to lose Jack Whiten for what two, two or three weeks, I think, as well. Mm. So he is going to go crazy this week. Yeah, fair. Uh, speaking of five words, we better throw out about five words and come back in just a moment because we've got an interview coming up with Brad Inger from uh, Inger's uh, Rugby League Reviews. So we're going to be, uh, yeah, interesting to chat to him about what he saw in that game yesterday and, and also for what's coming up against the Sharkies. So we'll tap into his knowledge in just a couple of moments here on Warriors Anonymous. All right, welcome back to Warriors Anonymous. We have got one of the Warriors Brains Trust with us this evening. We're talking to Brad Inger from the uh, from Inger's uh, Rugby League Reviews. Mate, welcome along to Warriors Anonymous. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> You're one of our 30 listeners. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All of our parents listen and, and you and a couple of mates and that's, that's kind of us. Uh, <laughs> bro. Rank 135th, aren't we? But we're up now. Oh yeah, we 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 hit some heights there. We got to eighty seven at one point, but um, but only at one short moment in time for about five seconds. But um, Brad, mate, uh, a a win against the Raiders. Uh, what was your your appraisal of I guess of the match and and our performance? Uh well, it wasn't pretty. Um, we can't beat around the bush there, but. I I think in my my review that's coming out tomorrow, I think the biggest point I highlighted was last week I felt there was a lot of lack of heart, and this week they didn't give up. So um, it may not have been pretty, but there was a lot of times there when they were dropping the ball left, right, and center where they could have just chucked the towel in and said, oh, we, we lost this one, boys. Um, but no, they dug deep. And um, yeah, good to see um, young Arcee have a good good debut. Absolutely, he had a he had a storming game, um, especially considering the lack of a lead up that he had. Um, yeah, he, he came in and, and just really, really stood out. Uh, which other players um, from our side do you think sort of you know uh, acquitted themselves well against the Raiders? Um, well, I think I put out today my top three. I picked um, Ewan Aiken, RC, and Egan. I think Lodge I would put up there too. <laughs> he gave away a few penalties, but. Um, he, he knew how to milk the right one at the right time to, to mm-hmm. help the boys out, which, you know, a lot of uh, Australians aren't happy with it right now. But um, <laughs> that shows that experience that he's got. Um, you know, when Chanel tried it a few weeks ago, it didn't really work for us. So, um, yeah, it's yeah, it was hard to praise a lot of them, to be fair, but I put probably those four up there. Fair. Um, lay down Lodge, man. He was um, <laughs> he, he was making up for old uh, – I remember, you know, Chanel had been hit earlier in the year. Reese Walsh had been hit earlier in the year. And it was like, what do we have to do to actually get a penalty here? But old uh, Lodgy cracked it. So uh, really happy to see him do that. And, and like you say, um, I'm based in Aussie, so I've seen all the media kind of blow up about it. And I'm like, ha, 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 suck that. Because uh, it was clearly high. So um, – Lords of the game, um, you know, fair enough. But uh, Monitor, what's your question, bro? Hey, uh, hey, Brad, how did you get into the reporting side of things? So how did you start this whole journey of yours? It would have been probably around 2016 I started officially, but before then I was basically doing what I do now for myself, um, just after games writing notes about what I thought on the game. And um, my mate Richie, who I do a weekly show with, um, 
now he was like you should just put it up on the internet and um I'm not good with this tech stuff so I had to figure out how to make a website and and whatnot and just started from there and I feel like I've been around longer than a lot of other guys but um I still enjoy it um it's been hard the past few years without the worries actually having games at Mount Smart you kind of feel a bit more disconnected but really enjoy it and and still hoping to make money out of it someday Oh, you will, mate. You will, mate. Absolutely. Um, how much content are you pumping out a week? Not too much, to be fair. Um, I do um, a live match report um, for my website. I write one for a website called Nothing But League in Australia. Um, and then I do my own opinion piece every Monday on just my overall thoughts on the game. Um, I've been trying to do more Facebook and Instagram stuff during the week as well now. And every Wednesday I do a, an hour show on New Zealand Sport Radio, um, just going over the NRL as a whole. Oh, nice. Bloody hell, if that's not too much, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping you busy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Can you just tell us a little bit about that Sport Radio gig you've got going on? So we, when's, that, when's that on and uh, who's that with? Um, that's with um, New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, they do live videos on Facebook. It's um, very rugby union heavy now, but um, it essentially... Yeah. <laughs> um, essentially, uh, the creator of it, Paul, um, he tried to envision making like a, a place where everyone could talk about sports when radio sport kind of went under. Um, and he had a whole lot. He had rugby and cricket. He found me and asked if I wanted to do a league show. And um, slowly all the other sports, the people that he got to do it either lost interest or weren't into doing it every week and slowly died out. So it's essentially me and my mate Richie do our show and he does all his rugby stuff. Um, that's all that's really left. But yeah, it's good. Um, gets a chance to just talk about all all the league games as opposed to just focusing on the Warriors. So um, yeah, really enjoy it. Yeah, nice, man. It's always good to get that content and, and different perspectives and especially perspective not just on the in the Aussie side of things, right? Um, yeah. And what happens around the game obviously impacts our boys, eh? So, um, so obviously you're, you're known for doing your player reviews and reviewing, you know, the games week to week as well. Um, can you just take us back to the review you would have had to, had to do for a one Kane Evans in that game <laughs> against the Sharks, which I've labelled as I've labelled as the worst performance of an NRL player ever to play the game. I think I challenged him to a fight on our show. <laughs> Whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Because like, I was that upset that um, he threw punches and couldn't land them. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a pro, pro fighter, so well, pro is in I, I condone it, um, not professional. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it was it was a hard game to, to write about and I didn't like his signing when he was announced and he just seemed to find a way to try to prove my point every week. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that was just a yeah shocker of a game, and just I'm glad that you had uh, challenged him to a duel. So uh, <laughs> yeah. still, on, still waiting. Like still waiting. Yeah. Yeah. You would have, you would have yeah. been safe. You wouldn't have to bob and weave or anything. You just stay where you are, and you just <laughs> yeah. swing either way. Yeah, needless to say, we weren't the biggest fans of his signing either. So <laughs> oh, I remember his wristband. Oh, <laughs> felt some close. Yeah, felt some yeah, right. close. That's Pretty much says it all there. So, Brad, uh, looking ahead to uh, the next week's game against the Sharks, uh, how do you think that's, that game's going to pan out? Uh, Only positive a, stuff here. Warriors and Warriors, uh, positives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit more confident after seeing them lose to the Broncos, uh, but I'm still massively worried about Talakai out on that edge. Our, our centres like to uh, miss uh, the odd tackle here and there. And he likes breaking everything. So um quietly optimistic, but it's gonna to be tough. Yeah, Talakai's a bit of a bull in the China shop, eh? When he when he gets a bit of space. So yeah. our centers might have a bit of a hard time. I've got a bit of a um a theory going as well. So if you watch <laughs> Nico Hines in the pregame as he's warming up, <laughs> the last two weeks they've lost they've lost and his hair has been rather dry, quite frizzy. But Not hydrated. 
not hydrated. So if he comes in with that slickness as well, we're, we're in for some trouble. But um, he's been off his game, say, especially last week. The slickometer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, key, key, key performance indicator right there. Look out for his hair. Um, so what do you think the Sharks will be on the lookout for uh, against the Warriors? you think uh, Sean Johnson might, might have a point to prove against his old team? I think so. I, I'm hoping we'll see him lift um, a bit. I know there's been a lot of criticism thrown his way the last couple of weeks, but um, yeah, I, I don't think he's been too bad. I, I think he's injured. And as we see, the, the halves are kind of out on their feet right now. Um, so yeah, I expect a bit more of a lift. Um, you generally see it when you're going up against an old team. So fingers crossed he, he has a big night. Yeah, fingers crossed here too, all right? Yeah, we hope he calves them up. That'll be nice. Now, mate, um, just going back to the – just thinking back, cast your mind back to the Melbourne Storm game in terms of how you rated our Warriors players. Um, I'm just wondering if there's any chance that you may be open to revising the ratings if Chanel Harris-Tavita didn't get the top rating out of our boys. I didn't rate anyone in that game, to be fair. So um, <laughs> Had a week off. Yeah, I, I I gave it a week off. Um, knowing what happened to Chanel after the fact, I probably would have given it to him, to be fair. Um, that type of injury and playing on and playing reasonably fine. Um, I know if that happened to me, I would be asking for the stretcher and be gone. So um, I probably would have given it to him just out of sympathy. Absolutely. I give, him, give him the 3-2-1 points. Yeah. Um, I've I got to say, like, I'm the same, man, like, I would not be able to do this, even this podcast, if I was, you know, in that state. I'd be like, sorry, fellas. One of my colleagues <laughs> sent me the article and he said, look, FYI, if that happens to me at work, I, I'm going home. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, bro. That's okay. <laughs> it, it hurts enough if someone was to just graze your nuts, let alone tear them. So um, enough said right there. <laughs> Um, we've, well, we've, we've kind of clocked our, um, our questions actually ahead of time, which is a, uh, Warriors Anonymous first. So, uh, Buddha, I know you're always good for some random questions, bro. Have you got any, uh, any takeover questions you want to throw at Brad? Brad, as a, as a long suffering Warrior supporter, yeah. What's been the kind of, but well, the, the highlight, what have you loved and what's been one of my favorite games to, to write, write a review about? Ooh, to write a review about, um... I'd say the, I think it was 40-0, that round one game at Mount Smart against the Bulldogs, um, like the first game after Sean Johnson left and um, Adam Curran had a, a great first game. I think that's in my writing time is probably the highlight that I can think of. Oh, and Simon Mannering's final game at home as well. Yeah, nice, man. It's funny, um, before we started recording uh, this episode, we were actually talking about false dawns uh, with the Warriors and in certain games that you know kind of gave us hope and uh, and that Bulldogs game um, that is right up there with those because man after that first game we were like yes we're going all the way and then yeah it didn't quite work out but no uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyways um, well we're doing right I guess at the moment we're, we haven't really played hell of a well and we're still sitting at like you know four and four um, and even sort of. Was it the Americans call it like a, a 500 record? So, um, so bro, I guess in your uh, in your great wisdom, we need to ask you the hardest question of all. Uh, this is basically called hard or nah, where you need to say you need to commit one way or the other. You can't be in between. It's hard or nah. That's your only answers. So the question I have for you, brother, is: Is this our year? Hard. Yeah, yes. <laughs> sitting at 50% this time of year, too easy. Yeah, good, bro. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, love it. You didn't even uh, even flinch on that. So, can I ask one thing? Have you ever had any blowback from any of your reviews where you might have been a bit scathing? Uh sometimes here and there. Um, <laughs> yeah, a couple. I I probably get more now. Um, now that I'm building my three, two, one on players, if people don't agree with who I've put, um, I changed it a few weeks ago because um, I didn't put you and Aiken in there, and um, I got a lot of pushback. And I was watching the game again for to do my review. I went no, I he he actually played well, so I put him in. So I caved on that time, but um, yeah, not too much. Generally, if if the Warriors play bad, everyone's kind of on the same. Um, persuasion of yeah it wasn't that great and I might just get a message saying I'm not even going to bother reading it 
um, which I got a lot last week. They're like, I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't want to live it again. So I understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. We know a severe drop off in, uh, in numbers yeah. of our listens when uh, <laughs> when you get pumped by sixty points. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> sweet bro. Well, um, yeah, give us the the rundown, man, on how we can um, access your your content and, and listen in, bro, because because um, everyone everyone is keen to get as much warriors content as we can. Yeah, sure. So, um, best places I've made a Facebook page called Inga's League Wrap Up. Um, and that's where everything goes. I, I even share um, links to the New Zealand Sport Radio show straight from there as well. So, um, yeah, if you go to Inga's League Wrap Up on Facebook, you can basically get everything I put um, right there. Brilliant, bro. That's brilliant. One more question, mate. Favourite warrior of all time? Paliasina. Ooh. Oh, Paliasina. Yes. Yeah. Oh, just that style, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful just the headbanger right eh? yeah <laughs> uh, that's awesome man well um, mate thanks heaps for your time uh, on this episode we'll look forward to you know getting more of your reviews and stuff and um, mate it's going to be a hell of a year so uh, so thanks for joining us on Warriors Anonymous yeah no worries thanks for having me guys uh, cheers bro cheers bro thank you bro Man, awesome talking to Brad Inger there. Man, what a what a good Warriors dude. Uh, you couldn't see it, obviously, because this is just audio, but he's got a Warriors bush shirt in the background. Yeah, looking forward to the matchup with him and uh, Kane. That'll <laughs> 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 be, be an absolute beauty on pay-per-view. Um, now, I just need to do a, a quick correction because <clears throat> when we um, introed the show, uh, we played a little clip of audio, but I didn't actually give the proper credit to it. So that wonderful audio clip that we played of Sean Johnson kicking the match-winning drop goal uh, was courtesy of our good mates at SEN League. Uh, the call was by uh, Matty White, uh, also with Brett Kamali and Sean Timmons. So, um, yeah, so credit there, fellas. Thank you for uh, providing that that uh, audio, a little bit of a slice of, uh, of victory. Um, also, in terms of correcting things, um, I've heard a little bit of chatter on the place that uh, there's at least one of the Dragons players getting a little bit annoyed about how his name is getting pronounced in the media. And I guess the eagle-eared – actually, the eagles have good ears? I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> during the uh, during the Warriors-Raiders game, uh, there was a, a correction to uh, Matt Timoko's name. And the commentator was, you know, was sort of steered in, vaguely in the right direction. He was, you know, he put in an effort to try and pronounce the name correctly rather than Tomoko. Uh, which is nice. Um, and I was saying to you boys before that he just employed the, the method of saying the name really fast. So um, that was that was <laughs> that was his method of, of getting around a bit. Um, but we're going to look at a couple of Dragons players who were playing in the Sunday game. And I saw them playing, and their names were getting said wrong. And I was like, no, we need to correct this. So uh, the first player is uh, the winger slash center who is known as Matt Fige. And that's not his name. Uh, apparently, he's unhappy with how his name is getting said, and I can understand why because it's not even close. Uh, he is actually born in Hastings, um, so that's um, a little bit interesting uh, knowledge there for you. But uh, he's got a Samoan surname, which is actually Fiangai. 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 Um, Fiangai or, or whatever, whatever else was getting thrown out there. Um, so yeah, Matt Fiangai. Uh, and also in the halves, who was recalled for this round, is uh, it's not Talatau Amon. Talatau Amon. Oh boy, Tongan name. Um, so you remember the Tongan names? We've got some really hard T sounds that sound kind of like D's. Uh, so his first name is Talatau. The surname, which is getting said really wrong, uh, is actually Amone. That's a quick uh, say my name, say my name for this week because I've actually been a, bit, a little bit slack on that lately. So um, apologies. And um, yeah, let's let's have a look at the the Sharkies game coming up. We are going to be uh, traveling to Points Bet Stadium in Cronulla next Sunday. We're playing in what is prime time, fellas. Uh, so... So we might get to see, you know, might get the privilege of having Brad Fittler fall asleep on the sideline um, while calling the game again. 
<laughs> oh, so we playing on a Friday? Sunday. What, 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 Sunday. What day? Sunday. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I guess we'll start with you, Buddha. Um, <laughs> you know, the Sharky is going to be stinging after that upset loss to the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, also, I've got to mention as well that you kind of poo-pooed the Broncos a little bit last week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did. Yes, but uh, yeah, are we are we in for a bit of blowback? Do you think perhaps this weekend? Yeah, true to form. Ninety five percent of the time we play a team, they've come off the back of a loss. Um, so yeah, potentially, but perhaps you know my second favorite team. Everyone, um, <laughs> like maybe the the gloss is coming off a little bit. I think a lot of teams have had a good start to the season, or some teams, and then some teams have had some good starts and some poor part so let's hope that they're just finding themselves in a little bit of funk at the moment things aren't necessarily going their way you've come up with a little method of uh sort of just gauging their uh, expected performance the sharks uh and it's called the slickometer slickometer sorry slickometer. <laughs> yep so this is this is purely if you're looking at uh nico hines and and in the warm-up yeah you just need to check the moisture levels uh of the slickness of his of his do, you would have noticed all last season when he when he basically came in for Pappenhausen, uh, he was just dripping wet, um, and he was playing <laughs> playing well, you know, playing really well. And the start of the season, he was been his moisture levels have been high, so just just noticed a couple of off games from him, and obviously last week, and yeah, he just seemed to be dried up a bit, bit frizzle. <laughs> Wrong condition, maybe. Something for us to look out for in the the pregame coverage, just to you know see see where he's at, see where the frizz is going, and um, see how slick he is. But uh, they've also got another weapon out there on the uh, left hand edge, and that is Siosifa Dalakai, uh, aka the Rhino. And um, we're going to have a yeah, we're going to have a decent job in terms of trying to you know uh, nullify yeah. him. Isaac, how do we best go about it? The first hit on him is going to be a hard one. Even if it doesn't stick, it's just going to be a hard one to slow him down. You know, so somebody's going to have to uh, in the uh, in the CHT mold, not up, and basically hit him hard. And if they bounce off him, so be it. But it'll just slow him down just enough for the cover defense to to get onto him. I mean, the Warriors' cover defense has been pretty good, um, you know, for a majority of the season. But um, they can't hang back and give them some runway to build up some speed. And arguably, our centers have have been doing that. You know, um, they've been tracking sideways instead of getting up and in, uh, and it just gives the opposing player a little bit of time to build up a bit of leg speed and use them as a bit of a you know speed bump. So yeah. and it's not going to work against Telekai. I'm missing Peter Hiku again when you, when you mentioned about the centers. <laughs> he had a great game the weekend, Hiku, as well, yeah, defensively. That, that Cowboys Hiku. team, whew, that's another yeah. thing altogether. But, yeah, um, Hiku's defense was great. Could use that against Talakai. Yeah. Um, in terms of the troops that we're going to have lining up on that right-hand side, that's a little bit questionable at this point as well. Yeah. Um, Moneta, we may be hopefully getting, um, you know, Dallin Watinezelizniak back. Uh, hopefully, because uh, it looks as though we might have lost um, Jesse Arthur's. But um, bro, what do you think? How are we gonna? Who are we gonna line up against? Um, Sifa on that right hand side. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. It's probably be might be um, in the centres. Pompey, uh, Vail. I can't. Oh, Vailia. He played Vailia. pretty well. Vailia. Yeah, Vailia. I think um, give him a go in the centres, and um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough ask um, for them. Um, but yeah, like Isaac said, we we can't really stand off and just wait for them to come at us. We'll have to kind of approach the line before Dalakai um, gains momentum. And we know when he gains momentum, he's pretty hard man to stop. So I'd think those two are probably the natural fit within the centres and so forth. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Maybe Kossi even comes back if Arthas doesn't make it back in. <laughs> hey, you, you know, we've seen a redemption story with... Uh, with Manu, forget about what's happened now. But, uh, you know, so, all about that. Yeah. Fall, the rise, and then the fall again. Um, yeah. <laughs> Daniel, um, our guy, Sean Johnson, played three seasons with the Sharkies. Uh, is he going to have a little bit of inside knowledge, perhaps, on what they, how they operate? Oh, you, you think so? He's obviously, you know, is the group, um, most of the playing group. Obviously, there's some new cattle in there. Um, 
but uh, he'd have an insight around how they want to play. But I think it's fair to say that they're a team that, um, or have been up until the last couple of weeks, uh, last week in particular, um, they throw a lot at you. They they play both sides of the field. Um, they play unstructured football. Uh, they get their wingers get out of yardage. Um, you know they're physical, so um, yeah, he'll know a bit about them. But I think it's a fact that um, it's clear to see. You know that they throw the ball around, they'll chance their arm. So um, you know we've got to be on to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're probably a couple of weeks away from having uh, Tohu Harris come back as well. Uh, apparently he's you know healing up and rehabbing well from the old ACL injury, but still a couple of weeks away. Uh, of course, uh, Montoya's got one more week to serve on his um, you know his suspension, and clearly um, Chanel Harris Tavita is going to be up for um, a few weeks as well, along with Karen too, and and yeah, Joshy. Oh man. We're uh, missing old cleanup crew. Uh, missing old cleanup, all right, aren't we? Um, so, um, Isaac, what do you? What is our best chance to you know succeed and, and really attack them? Um, you know, on Sunday. Well, yeah, well, I think uh, Dan was alluding to their 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 wingers, but it's actually just their, their just their back five. That's probably the top back five in the game at the moment, in terms of. Um, you know, not just kick returns, but actually just chewing up the meters. So you're going to have to shut that down in some way. So it's going to come down to Sean Johnson's kicking game. If he's doing more of the kicking, I think we've noticed in the past couple of weeks he's um, sort of eased back on the kicking duties, whether he's injured, um, don't know. But his kicking game is going to be really important if we're going to get a handle on their back five. And um, you would know, just love to see the, the, the forwards um, stump up and look to dominate their forward pack. They haven't got the biggest forward pack rolling around at the moment. So played off. It's quite similar to us, eh? They're quite similar to us. So they have the, the edge back rowers will play 80 minutes. Mm. Our edge back rowers will play 80 minutes as well. Um, they've got some decent sized cattle up front, but um, I think we, we would hold the battle there. Um, their halfback plays, their sort of dummy half plays, sorry, uh, he plays 80 minutes as well, Brayley. Yeah, Brayley, uh, yeah. E- Egan is getting there with his 80 minutes. So there's a, a lot there. As you say, I'm, I'm actually, all the attention's on Talakai, but... Um, um, Jesse Ramian? Ramian, yeah. He's actually, he's hard to contain as well. Mm. Yeah, he's playing uh, He's playing some great footy at the moment too. Um, might, might be interesting if the Warriors play a big, big bench. You know, to combat, um, you know, maybe a similar sized forward pack uh, as well. Just try and run them up, you know, dominate them up the middle. Maybe play a Parramatta style and just um, look to dominate through the middle and fatigue their uh, their smaller forwards. Yeah, yeah. and Raymond's got uh, a brain explosion due. <laughs> yeah, he loves a brain explosion. So, <laughs> yeah. and he's actually been quite quiet the last few rounds. So, let's hopefully he dishes one out this week. Yeah, he's been pretty well behaved, eh? But um, Years gone by. He's due. He's due. He's due. <laughs> Just channel some Kane Evans energy. That's right. Channel that. And Matty Lodge will be ready to lie down when we need him to. Um, <laughs> lie down, Lodge. Oh, <laughs> lie down, Lodge. <laughs> uh, Isaac, uh, can we have a, a quick um, sweet, sweet fantasy baby update as well, bro? How are things looking on that front? Yes, we can. And the biggest news in the Warriors Anonymous, sweet, sweet fantasy baby. Uh, it's a tight matchup for Dan's team. Uh, but it could be two wins in a row for him, subject to uh, any changes overnight. Um, probably the game of the round was between Cobra Kai and Never Die, who was, I think, in the, in, at least in the top three, versus Flex Warriors, Jaden Eagle, who's been in and out of that top spot. Um, looks like Flex Warriors, Jaden Eagle's team's going to take out Cobra Kai, 914 to 838. And on the Warriors front for the fantasy, Ewan Aitken, just an absolute monster in the weekend with, uh, I think it was 81 points. 87. No, 77. 87, yeah. And take 77? 77, yeah. 77, still a monster game. You take out the trial, which is normally eight points at 69 points. But um, I'm a big fan of fantasy telling a lot about how a player's going. Just tells you how well Ewan Aitken's going at the moment. He must be one of the, uh, the best second rows going around at the game at the moment, I reckon. Oh, man. I'm so going to miss him, mate. I'm really going to miss him. 
Um, all right, fellas, we uh, we need to just start bouncing on out of here. Let's do a quick around the traps. Uh, we'll start with you, Moneta. Uh, give us a, a winner and score prediction for our game against the Sharks. Warriors 1 to 12. Let's go. Ooh, okay. Yeah, good. It's a good range there. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Buddha? Uh, it's us again. Um, guess what? Another golden point field goal will get Oof. us to win. The golden point Warriors. Like Hard it. to take that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Isaac. Uh, Warriors by, um, going to be really random here, by seven. Seven, okay. Yeah, seven. Is that like uh, we're ahead by a drop goal and then we get like a bonus try right at the end? Yeah, again, uh, Sean Johnson will put a cheeky drop goal in just before halftime to get us in the lead going into the second half and then we win by another try of the conversion, so seven. That would be beautiful. Take Um, it to the TAB. Now, um, speaking of beautiful, um, you've got a uh, a bit of a reunion coming up uh, in the next few days. <laughs> so, unfortunately, that means from the Warriors Anonymous side, we're actually going to – we won't be hearing your lovely voice on our podcast for at least, I would say, a couple of weeks. Um, and that is because you're going to be reunited um, with your love. Uh, and, bro, what's, uh, what's, just give us a quick rundown on, uh, on your story. <laughs> the quick rundown, just like the the Warriors, uh, uh, been away from the partner for almost two and a half years now due to lovely uh, COVID. So finally, New Zealand borders have opened up and um, she'll be coming to New Zealand for three months uh, next Sunday. So it'll be a bittersweet reunion because I'll get to see her again, but I'll miss the game. Don't tell her I said that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, reunited and it feels so good man yeah. man that's awesome bro that's like that's that is an incredible story and um yeah really you know really happy for you but uh well, obviously we'll miss you as well uh also throws up uh, opportunities as to uh how we're going to fill your uh, your mighty shoes so uh we'll um we'll keep you posted on uh, the warriors anonymous uh, facebook group about um how we managed to do that um and you know like uh, like it always happens, you open the door and give someone else opportunity, bro. <laughs> they may just take it. <laughs> that should have fair, man. <laughs> nah, bro, you, you go and enjoy yourself and um, nah, we'll, we'll catch you in a few weeks, bro. You can't face um, me for a busted nut. <laughs> <laughs> it's been done before. No. <laughs> hey, just make sure you don't pull it before uh, the big game. <laughs> No, I should have kept a PG. Celebrate responsibly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. um, Let's uh, let's jump on out of here. Um, It's been a it's been a hell of a ride, Uh, and yeah, this is going to be a big game coming up against the Sharkies. Isaac, we'll see you in a few weeks. Uh, Moneta and Buddha will catch you next week. Uh, My name is Jerry Croner. On behalf of the boys, we'll see you in a bit. Go! Go! Go!